Voices serves as the megaphone for individuals who have endured transformational change. By highlighting trials and triumphs, our desire is to create a safe space for pivotal conversations, which in turn will deepen the story and provoke hope for you, our listeners. As you may know, change is never easy, but it is inevitable. You are not alone in what you're facing. Your transformation is possible, purposeful, and now. And here's Aaron Wiggum, founder and managing director of New You, with this week's guest. All right, welcome to another edition of New Voices. We're so excited to have you listening, and I'm really excited about this guest that we have today. Uh, this man is one of the people I met when I first got to Tulsa. Um, he is extremely talented. Um, I know him to be an athlete and a trainer. I know him to be a man of integrity and of his word. I know him to be a man who follows through on what he says he's going to do. You may hear his name uh, in the same sentences as something called Big Bertha. He uh, is the master of Big Bertha. We'll talk a little bit more about that in our session. Uh, but this guy, he, he came and, and he truly is a, a humble heart. He is a servant at heart. He uh, has a true heart for the community and is a leader amongst um, others. And I'm really excited for you all to meet him the way that I have met him. I bring to, the, to you none other than the one and only Mr. Isaac Bennett. Welcome, Isaac. Oh, glad to be here. And uh, thank you for that introduction. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I got to speak about what I know about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's jump right in here. Okay. Uh, we're going to have a, a, you know, a, this conversation mm -hmm. around um, your evolution. So let's start at the very beginning. Okay. All right. Tulsa native. Talk mm -hmm. to us a little bit about what it was like growing up in Tulsa uh, as young Isaac. OK. Uh, so my my story uh I don't know how far I should go back, but uh, uh, born and raised not too far from here, about two miles away, a um, mile and a half from the downtown bridge uh, on Cheyenne Avenue. Yep. Um, uh, uh, area historically known for like drugs and mm -hmm. gangs, yep. uh, now gentrified and uh, it looks a little different. Yeah. Uh, but I'm the middle child of um, two uh, siblings. Okay. I had a sister that passed away before I was born. Mm. I grew up in a household. My uh, father was a pastor, so I'm a PK. You're a PK. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm a All PK. Right. Nice. Uh, Mom has been in education for, what, 15 plus years? Mm -hmm. uh, Emerson Elementary. Uh, so uh, I guess I have a, uh, she's been a secretary, mm -hmm. uh, so she's been support for a long time. Uh, been amazing at that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's just the the start of uh, of. of I guess my path. Yeah. So what got you into sports? When when did you start? How did you get into that? Yeah. Uh, well, I uh, I didn't start off playing football. Okay. I know we're gonna get to that later. Yep. Uh My first love was actually soccer. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I was a soccer player. Uh, I had an amazing uh, coaching staff. Okay. Uh, well, amazing amazing coaches all my life. Mm -hmm. uh, played soccer with a diverse team. Mm -hmm. uh, Sort of, kind of, uh, more Hispanics and wise. I was the only black kid on the team. Okay, for, what position? Uh, I was a forward. You're a forward. Okay. Yeah. Did so you score I, much? I did. Okay. Yeah, I scored a lot and uh, I was super fast. So, okay. uh, um, and that's where I got my my start. I guess in my uh, my uh, athletic career. Yeah. And I played soccer for about eight years okay. before transitioning to basketball. Okay. Uh, and then uh, finally joining the football team uh, in my seventh grade year. Uh, 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, you said you're a PK, so did you grow up, you play any instruments or anything? No, no instruments. Because usually uh, PKs, they, they yeah. got to get on the instrument. <laughs> you got to just sit around the church and not do nothing, right? Yeah, no, like, that, well, that, that's not me. My sisters can actually sing. Okay. It skipped me. I can hold a tune for like two seconds. Okay. Uh, but yeah, my sisters can blow mom can as well. But me and my dad, we cannot no uh, sing. No singing. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so you're, 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 when you when you look at your upbringing, you know mm -hmm. you're probably what percentage would you give the sports versus the church? Uh, so we did not do a lot of uh, Wednesday sessions. Okay, um, with services. I mean, mm -hmm. um, Sundays were our primary day. Some some days we're going Wednesdays. Okay, uh, but I was every day. Uh, you know playing some type of uh, sport, or, whether yeah. organized organized or just in the neighborhood. Throw okay. them up, jack them up, basketball. Uh, in front of the Wait, house. Wait, throw them up, jack them up. What's this? Yeah, so uh, the new age uh, kids, they may not know too much about it, but throw them up, jack them up is a type of football played uh, really in the hood yeah. uh, for the most part. At least no that's rules. where I know it from. Yeah. Uh, the rules is is uh, when you go down to the ground or you're going to the ground, you have to uh, throw the ball Throw the up. ball, right. Yeah, so it's one person versus like 15 people. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and the game starts off by one person throwing to the other side. And, yeah. you know, you – you know, you got to score. Yep. And uh, yeah, it was it was a fun game. Yeah, we we and back home we call that free for all. Okay. Yeah, and we uh, do pretty much do the same thing. Mm -hmm. You you we don't have to throw it back. Well, you do have to throw it back. But from what I remember of the rules, now we talking about a long time ago. Yeah. But what I remember from the rules is like there were no rules, so there was yeah. no out of bounds. You could grab. Yeah, no out of bounds. Could, yeah, mm -hmm. and so uh, we had a lot of fist fights that started yeah. from it. <laughs> <laughs> Same but, here. But it was a lot of fun. You got fast. You got strong. Yep. And you were able to challenge people and. Uh, and so, yeah, so you call you called it what? throw them up, jack them up, throw them up, jack them up. Yeah. Okay. I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so you're playing a lot of sandlot and, and as well as organized sports. Yep. You get into, uh, hoops around what time? Uh, I get around, get into hoops. Um, when I was well, 11 year, years old, I was in the fifth grade. Okay. Uh, started playing a little basketball, uh, played for middle school team, played for the YMCA actually for about a year or two. And then I played for Crawford Middle School. Okay. And my basketball basketball career lasted until I was what fourteen. So my freshman year, after that year, it really ended for me. Okay. I wasn't good. Okay. Yeah, I had to make a decision. Okay. Uh, I appreciate the honesty. I told oh, y'all sure. he's a man of integrity. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. I wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, man, that's the uh, the best policy, man. Yeah. I think I I remember when I made the decision. Yeah. Uh, I was. You know, Shea Seals was my basketball coach. He oh. actually coached for uh, TU and okay. played with, uh, with Kobe, mm -hmm. a great basketball player. But, uh, you know, he was coaching us at Booker T. Okay. And, man, I, <laughs> look, I was I was a different uh, person back then, okay. you know, as a youngster. Uh, so I was a freshman, uh, you know, trying out for the varsity team. Mm -hmm. And I remember summer leagues, uh, you know, we were playing at TU, and I wasn't getting any game. You mm -hmm. know, I'm only 5'11". Yeah. And, and I was playing center my entire career because right. I could jump high. Okay. Right. And at the time, you know, you didn't have to be as tall. But now we're talking high school ball. Right. So I was a five eleven center. Couldn't couldn't shoot. I don't yeah. want to say barely shoot. Couldn't yeah. shoot. Couldn't dribble with my left hand. Barely okay. could dribble with my right hand. Okay. Uh, and so I didn't get any game during the summer league, and okay. I actually uh, fell asleep on the sideline. Okay, so I fell wow. asleep on the sideline. That's what type of uh, student I was. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. you were not playing that much that you had time to fall asleep on the side. Yeah, and oh, wow. uh, it was a way of me acting out. Okay, uh, you know, I was frustrated, obviously, because I used to look at guys who didn't get in. Yeah, 
you know, a, a certain type of way. So here I was. That guy. Know, in a, that guy, yeah. fourth quarter, and he, coach wanted to put me in okay. uh, the last minute of the game and in the fourth asleep. quarter. And I was up at this point oh, okay. looking at the time, and I told him, uh, I'm cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool, coach. You, you were shocked to hear that answer, but come on, man. You're not putting me in. I'm yeah. cool. That was like the last day I played 14. Like, I'm I'm just going to football. Okay. Yeah. And so you, you went to football. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it an immediate gravitation or? How, how did that happen? Uh, so, I went to football my, um, like I said, when I was in the seventh grade. And, you know, I grew up playing, throwing jack em up. So, organized mm-hmm. football wasn't really interesting to me mm-hmm. until, you know, I was peer pressure to go out there. Yep. And, um, you know, just fell in love with it. Loved the contact. Loved mm-hmm. the fact that I could, you know, uh, score and make people miss. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just have a good time out there. So, you came in as a running back? I came in as a tight end. Tight end, okay. Yeah, so we had two great running backs at the time. Uh, Baby J, rest in peace. And okay. uh, one of the greatest running backs I've seen. Really? And okay. uh, Rory Tillis at the time was actually the owner of Waffle that. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he was a running back, uh, you know, at Carver with me. And I played with some guys who were just phenomenal. Yeah. Dante Barnett, mm-hmm. uh, Tyler Lockett. And, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. From, from Seattle. Yeah, he played yeah. in Seattle, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I played play with some guys who could play. Okay. Okay. Um, and um, it's funny because I actually almost quit football going into high school okay. when they moved me to running back. Oh, so yeah. you get hit all the time now. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the, it wasn't so much a fear of getting hit. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to play. I didn't have that uh, uh, that vision of myself, okay. you know, playing football. Okay. And I remember going to practice and the head coach, you know, basically came up to me and said, hey, man, you know, he had a little accent. Hey, man, I'm a – we're going to move you from receiver to running back. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be great like Felix Jones mm-hmm. and, you know, name another name. And I'm looking at him like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But he didn't know I was quitting that day. Like, I'm out of here, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, Running back, no, man, I'm a receiver. That right. I was transitioning from tight end to receiver. Right. At least that's what I was thinking. Right. Um, but uh, shout out to Coach uh, Coach Brown, Coach Jermaine mm-hmm. Brown. He came up to me because he, he seen the way I looked. And I told him, like, I'm out of here, Coach. I'm not playing running back. Mm. And then he spoke life into me mm. and basically laid out my future. It was, you know, crazy how the Lord uh, spoke through him. Mm-hmm. Man, he was obedient and, you know, coming to talk to me. And was like, yeah, man, like, give it a shot, man. Like, you're going to do X, Y, Z, one of the greatest to come out of here. And, I'm, you know, you can get to score as many times as you like, man. Just just give it a shot. Yeah. And uh, from there, the rest was history, man. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, here at New Voices, we yeah. have conversations around pivotal moments in your journey. Yeah. Right. So that was a pivotal point. Yeah. You're switching positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's fast forward a little bit and we'll come back to this story. Okay. But let's fast forward a little bit to like how you, you know, you you switch positions on the football field. Mm-hmm. Give us a time where you had to switch positions in your career or in a relationship okay. or uh, what, 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 what was going through your mind? How was it, how did you have to use some of the tenets of switching the football positions mm-hmm. to switching gears or lanes in these life positions? Yeah. So um, I guess my most recent transition mm-hmm. is uh, the most relevant one. Um, I am officially not an employee mm-hmm. uh, in education. Okay. Um, for the last, what, seven years, I've been at Crossover Preparatory Academy. Okay. Uh, great organization. Uh, actually, the organiza- organization, excuse me, was started in 2017. Okay. So it's, you know, 
relatively young. Yeah. Yep. And um, but up until last year, I knew that it was time for me uh, to transition. Okay. Uh, so I I had reached a low point. Uh, I reached a low point. I think it was 2016. Uh, no, 20, I'm sorry, not 2016, 2021, I reached a low point. This was after COVID. Mm-hmm. And we were only a few schools to go through uh, COVID still uh, in, with in-person learning. Got you. And it was tough, man. Yeah. It was tough. Uh, the kids, uh, they were, you know, looking for looking for some hope. You know, it was a, a rough time. Mm-hmm. And I think, the, you know, us as a staff, we're trying to find hope as well mm-hmm. and uh, keep that passion. And it was around May, which is the, the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember just being on the phone with my, my little sister in a parking lot of Target. I'm talking to her, and, um, you know, I just broke down. Mm. Broke down crying. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't control it. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, so frustrated with all that I had to do, mm. still needed to do, mm-hmm. and uh, wanted to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just, you know, I have a heart for my, my students and for yeah. the community. And my community was the crossover prep community. Mm-hmm. And I've always had, you know, something inside of me to want to do more, want to strive for more. So it felt like I wasn't hitting that mark. Okay. And, um, you know, a year later, uh, you know, which was 2022, so last summer, mm-hmm. it hit me that, you know, this is this, it's time for me to go. Mm. Uh, but it was too soon for me to actually leave because I had to finish out the year and I've been athletic director. So that's a major, um, that's a major position. You're talking about uniforms, scheduling of games and we weren't in the league at the time. So it was so much that, that I felt like I had to complete in Mm -hmm. order for me, uh, to finally, you know, step away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now here I am, uh, really still going through this, uh, transition phase uh this is i probably have two more weeks left um mm-hmm. and, it, and really i'm here now just for the the new assistant uh, athletic director and athletic director mm-hmm. to provide them support and transfer files over and things of that nature mm-hmm. uh so i'm still going through it right now okay uh, yeah and uh and i guess to relate um to relate back to you know uh different times in my life when i had to transition it's all the same mm-hmm. uh it's my faith, yeah. Uh, ultimately, uh, so I'm not worried. It's funny because I talked to a lot of people yeah. uh, who've been asking me, like, yeah. "What's going on? What's next?" Yeah. And I can't give them a definite answer, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, me and God, we're talking. I'm working for sure yeah. on something that's going to be beneficial to my community. Yeah. And that's my ultimate goal. And I'm not, I'm not worried about finances right now. I'm just worried about my faith and what is it going to look like for me to just keep. You know, pressing into God and mm-hmm. keep pressing the prayer and, yeah. and to work at the same time. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just dialing in, trying to see how I'm going to benefit the community, um, and myself and all those who I come in contact with. Wow, that's powerful, man. Yeah, that's powerful. I want to dig a little bit deeper mm-hmm. into that. You said you had this conversation with your sister. Yeah, and it's so often when we're going through these pivotal times in our life, there are these crowning moments, mm-hmm. right? Or there are these like moments where it just bubbles over yeah right yeah and especially as men mm-hmm. it usually is like glass shattering like mm-hmm. it like <laughs> it's, it's not smooth and yeah. easy <laughs> no it's like you hit a clean wall yeah for sure and it 
it's a purging that is necessary. Mm-hmm. Like you, you had to get it off your chest. Yeah. But is it also is like it's unfamiliar to you uh-huh. to be that level of vulnerable and that yeah. level of um, uh, just kind of bought into that moment, right? Mm-hmm. So I want, I, and we don't need, to, I don't want you to share necessarily what you share with your sister. Yeah. But I want, I want to kind of capture that, the essence of that conversation mm-hmm. that helped you to like admit that you knew this was a release of where I was yeah. and an acceptance to where I'm going. Yeah. So my, my younger sister, right. Uh, Caroline inspires. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a phenomenal woman, mm-hmm. uh, a year younger than me. We're all stir steps. So me okay. and my sisters, right. Okay. So calling her was, um, I think it was on my spirit to do so mm-hmm. because I know she always, you know, she would have some something for me in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, like you said, as men, uh, we wait too long to express certain yeah. sides of yep. us. Yep. Um, you know, that vulnerable state of I need help. Yeah. And we usually just go through, uh, go through life checking boxes, trying to check boxes, adding more to our plate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some, some of these things that we add to our plate, we're supposed to add Mm -hmm. to them, but some we're just taking on because of, I think this innate nature, just to uh, uh, fulfill a void, uh, you know, to show how much of a man we are, we can handle. Mm -hmm. But I don't even think it's on purpose. Mm. But through our conversation, uh, God didn't let me hold on to any of that at that moment. And it was a release. Like, I, I tried to stop. You, know, yeah. you don't want to be on your, the phone crying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was yeah. a FaceTime, man. I'm right. FaceTime my sister. Like, wait a second. I can't stop. Yeah. And, uh, but I needed to. Uh, now, I remember, um, you know, reading some scripture. I don't remember what part of the Bible it was. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, God wants us to be at this at that moment. Uh, and we will come to that moment sometime in our life, different times. Yep. And we can't think about anything. There's, there's nothing to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all spirit and we're, we're letting it flow out. And I feel as if like at that moment uh, to be able to uh, to share with her some of the things I was going through mm-hmm. and the why, uh, you know, why behind me feeling that way yeah. uh, was important for me to just let it all out. Yeah. So. Do you think part of the why was that you felt like you were abandoning your community by what you thought you, you know, what you had realized you need to make this move hmm. and you felt, it felt like a sense of abandonment? Um, at the time, I felt like I wasn't enough. Mm. I felt like I wasn't enough. I okay. felt like I wasn't doing enough. Doing I wasn't, enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, come, come relating back to the team aspect, I wasn't holding up. Your you end know, of the bargain. My end of the bargain, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I wasn't doing my job as a teammate. Okay. And, um, you know, just being in education, man, it's a tough field. Yeah. You see so much. Yes. You see so much. And you want to be able to help mm-hmm. so much. At that point in my life, I realized that I'm no good to anybody if mm. I can't even help myself. That's it. And from that point forward, that was uh, something I had to, you know, basically hold on to. Like, mm. man, you can only do what you can do. That's it. Yeah. You, I mean, you can't. You can try to do more what you can, but, you know, you can only do what you can do if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, so let's go back into your journey. Uh-huh. You, you, you're playing ball. 
when did you know you were good at football? Like when, when, <laughs> where you went to Booker T, right? Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Booker T. We, yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you're not from Tulsa, uh, Booker T is the premier high school. Not Tulsa, Washington, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to be in, in Tulsa for 20 minutes and not hear somebody shout out Booker T. All right. So that is, that is where, uh, the who's who, uh, this is what Tulsans say. Yeah. This is where the who's who goes in Tulsa, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um we so you go to Booker T uh-huh. and you're 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 starting tailback. Uh-huh. Uh when did you get good and when did you know you were good? Man, uh <laughs> I knew I was good in in middle school. Okay. I was running back a lot of kicks okay. and I mean I was you know making an impact on my team. Yeah. Uh when I was when I you know transitioned to high school <laughs> when was this? <laughs> when did I know I was good in high school? Uh, I think it was my sophomore year okay. when I fully embraced how good I was. Mm-hmm. And it, it this came from over me not even getting in. I didn't start until I was a junior. Okay. Yeah, I had uh, Mike, Doc- Mike Doctor, who was in front of me, he ended up going to Oregon State. Okay. But he was an amazing athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and my coach, for whatever reason, he didn't, you know, want to put me in. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I thank God that he held off on that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, man, that, <laughs> look, I ended up getting in. Uh, that way I didn't get in our game versus Miami, right? And I was good at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't get it twisted. I was still good mm-hmm. as a freshman and sophomore. Yeah. But... You know, I had some off the field issues okay. that I was uh, working through, yep. and coach was, uh, you know, using that as an excuse to not put me in. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we blow out Miami, and we're blowing out Miami, and I'm thinking, yeah, it's my time to get in now. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been a great at practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's my time to shine. And Miami is like three hours away from here. Okay, yeah, so it, it's far. So my folks were at, were at this game. Okay, and uh, no burn. Mm. Whatsoever, okay. No burn. They put a guy in front of me. Uh, he was a, he was a good athlete, but uh, he shouldn't have been in front of me. I'm gonna just say that much. Okay, uh, it was my time. Still didn't get in, and um, you know, from then on, the next practice, yeah. which was Monday, because I was about to transfer and go to Sand Springs. Okay, my mama finally gave me the okay because we're we're old school. Hey, stick. We're not stick it new, out. Yeah. new nil no. uh, portal type stuff. No, stick it through until yeah. there is no tomorrow. Right, yeah. and. You know, we reached a point to where, like, they took a three-hour trip. Man, you still not in? And I was supposed to get in at the time. Um, yeah, made the decision I was leaving. But then I had another talk with myself at this point. No, okay. I'm staying, sticking yep. through. And okay. the next day, the next practice day, I was like, I don't know, man. A guy just uh, touched me and something like, yeah, man, this is what you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You're going to push through mm-hmm. and you're going to go. And uh, from then on, I think – you know, my, you know, I realized how good I was because I was doing what I was supposed to be doing versus all the starters who were guys who had scholarship offers to different Division One colleges at the time. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what was your first 100-yard game? You remember? No. No? Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I wish I do. Okay. I had a few. Uh, <laughs> I had a few. I remember my first one, though. All right. <laughs> um, w- when you – so you're a senior uh-huh. com- coming out of Booker T. Yeah. Okay, and uh, you're getting letters. No. <laughs> no letters? <laughs> no, no. Uh, man, Saul was the top running back in my class. Okay. Um, top three in the state. I remember I was top three in the state. The year before, I just won the state championship for long jump. No way. Third place in the 100. Okay. Um, 
I was a, a good running back, right? Well, my GPA was low. Uh, yeah, I was okay. never really studious. Okay. 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 And uh, I had some off the field issues. Yep. Uh, so, you know, I'm a senior with an offer from TU. Mm. I did have an offer from TU. Okay. And I had one um, to Louisiana Monroe. Okay. Uh, but then I had one to Pittsburgh State. Okay. But to me, so you had letters. You just didn't. You didn't. You didn't. List. It wasn't the places you were. You no. were hearing your other friends. You know. To me, I to me, I had zero letters. Yeah, and uh, and it's because I I couldn't stay in Tulsa. Number one, right? Like I was involved in yeah. like selling weed at the time. Yeah, like the biggest weed <laughs> dealing. You know, which was crazy because at the same time I was in the newspapers. Right. So a lot of people don't know that side of me. Yeah. Which they're probably gonna hear this and say, "What the heck is going I on?" No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I I knew I had to. Um, I knew I didn't have any letters. Louisiana Monroe, but you know they were, you know, not even school. on my list. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, man. I, I <laughs> yeah, it was a different time. All right. Mm -hmm. So how did you uh, end up at University of Pittsburgh? So I ended up at the University of Pittsburgh uh, by the coaches at TU. Uh, Coach Graham left TU to go to Pitt. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Coach Graham was crazy. His story is wild. Uh, but yeah, Coach Graham and his staff went to Pitt. They were recruiting me yeah. at TU. Um, wasn't I wasn't showing them any interest, but um, after they went to Pitt, one of the coaches reached out to me asking me if I would like to, you know, take a visit. Mm -hmm. and, you know, what did I think about playing free safety? Mm -hmm. Yeah, free safety. No, that's <laughs> like, not I'm for a running me. back. I want right, to score. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. uh, but you know, thank God I had uh, coaches that talked some sense to me. Hey, man, just take the free trip. Right. You know, which was the comments. They take the free trip, man, right. and you know, and see what it come from. It. Who told you to take the free trip? Do you remember? Uh, Coach Sales. Okay, shout out yeah. to Coach Sales. Yeah, yeah, Keith Sales. Yeah, man. he was my AAU basketball coach too. Okay, All right. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. realest coach, one of the realest coaches I had. You need somebody to tell you to take the free trip. Come on. We all have to have somebody who yes. will say, just take the free trip. The free trip. Right. Because there's things that are mm -hmm. happening in our lives that we are trying to put the chess pieces or the puzzle pieces together mm -hmm. and say, well, if this isn't this and this isn't that, and you're being conclusive, yeah. well, you don't even know what it is. It's free. No idea. Just take it. Yeah. It's it's What do you lose in, in going? Nothing. Nothing at all. But what can you gain in mm -hmm. going? Everything, yeah. right? And so, uh, shout out to Co Coach Seals yeah. for just telling you, take the free trip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah so I took the trip uh, and ended up getting the, the offer there. Hey, you, you know, uh, Coach Graham had us in the, in the room and, uh, yeah, basically gave us the offer right there. Okay. But from there, uh, I realized that I had not completed my NCAA clearinghouse, yeah. which you need you to be to recruited. Yeah. So, you know, remember my history, I was a top running back, et cetera, for these last couple of years, state champ, but I had not even completed my NCAA clearinghouse. Mm. And this what, was, what is that? Talk, talk, talk so the NCAA listeners. clearinghouse uh, is uh, basically like this portal, this portable, portal or system where all athletes who are trying to go to Div Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three have to complete in order to be um Eligible. You know, eligible for the NCAA. Okay. So it's an eighty dollar fee that you pay. Okay. And I didn't pay. We thought we had paid. We filled out the uh, the application, but mm -hmm. we didn't pay that eighty dollars. Okay. And I we filled it out my junior year. Mm -hmm. Right. So this entire time, 
I'm thinking I'm in the clear. Mm, and you're not. Was not was not even in the system. Okay. And this and we had just won the state championship again. Uh, okay. Yeah. So we had won the Booker state champ. Booker T. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> won the state championship first time like 20 years. My sophomore year. Won it again my senior year. Okay. And so all you know all this these are positive were happening right. But at the same time I had you not take care of business. Had not taken care of business. Didn't yeah. know. Okay. Uh, which is why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Okay. Uh, you're trying to get the kids in the system, educating the parents. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, after the scholarship offer and, uh, you know, the finally getting in the system, mm-hmm. I realized I had to have a 21 on my ACT because my GPA was so low. Oh, so I had to pull you up. and had, had to be able to leverage it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm I'm back like, yeah, you got the scholarship, but, but you got to make it in. <laughs> you need the, when is, uh, you need to sign up for the next ACT. Right. And you failed, um, a couple of class. I had a, a F in one class and then another class. So I had to get these grades up. Mm. So I had to go to credit recovery for the last semester. Okay. And, uh, and, I, and I think I had two 18s on my my previous ACT test. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting my 21. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. That was the number I needed. So the number I got. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you got your 21. Yep. And uh, what made you choose to... Uh, the University of Pittsburgh. Like what when you went there, like what was your experience like? Oh yeah, you're you're a pit boy. I, I, you know, hey, I'm from the bird. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, from the bird. Man, I love Pittsburgh. Uh I think what sold it for me was uh my trip to the cathedral. Okay, cathedral of learning. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So uh for those that don't know what the cathedral of learning is, it's like the the world's tallest like school or school uh, building. Yes, university. Uh, university structure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we were at the top of, you know, top floor mm-hmm. looking at the entire city. I don't even think they do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm looking out and it was snow on the ground at the time. Like, yo, this is amazing. I'm coming here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, the Cathedral Learning sold you. Yeah. And it was, uh, what, I forget how many miles away from the house it was. About a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I knew it was about an 18 hour drive. Mm-hmm. So it was far enough for me to say, like, this is. I could leave everything start. behind. Man, yeah. I'm telling you, I needed it. Okay. I needed it. Wow. All right. You get to Pittsburgh and the snow, you know, you, you, you're, you're a freshman. Uh-huh. There's moving day. Yeah. Um, you're a thousand miles away. Mm-hmm. You get on the field. Who who was the starting running back at the time and whatnot? Yeah, the starting running back at the time was Ray Graham. Ray Graham, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ray Graham was, was nice too. Oh man, yeah, like big the dude. leading rusher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he wasn't. You talking about size? No, I'm talking about his, name? his impact. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, major impact. The guy was only like five eight. Yep. And a hundred and like ninety, hundred eighty five pounds, but and he had just followed um, Deion Lewis, Deion Lewis, yeah, and then he had just followed uh, Shady, Shady, yeah, Shady McCoy, McCoy. Yep. yeah. So history of uh, good running backs, really good running yep. backs, and that that whole stretch there. And so Ray Graham is the running back. Yep. All right, um, were you recruited to be a running back or free yeah. safety only? So. Um, I was recruited to be a running back after, you know, when I got the offer, it yeah. was for running back. Okay. And uh, so I was there as a uh, RB, you know, okay. looking to to, uh, to make an impact. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And then you get there. What happens? So <laughs> I get there and I'm with the staff, right? This, this, uh, this Graham staff and his deal was high octane, right? Okay. <laughs> We're going to be, <laughs> I laugh because, uh, <laughs> he was only there for a year. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He, the I way remember. He, oh my God. <laughs> the way he left was crazy. Yeah. Uh, so we had this thing, high octane offense. So yeah. the, the workouts were crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the environment, um, you know, my class, I feel like we, we were close. Okay. Um, uh, but we worked hard and 
man, the campus was was lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a great time there. I mean, made I made myself at home. Mm, yeah, yeah, made myself at home immediately. Did you uh, did you find yourself feeling like you were more in the city, being with like the, where the campus is located, and yeah. being so close to downtown, and just buses and yeah. just people from all around the world, and you know, yeah, uh, I definitely felt. Um, uh, felt that comfort that the city uh, city vibes for sure because we I mean the state the uh, the campus mm-hmm. is like you say it felt like we were in the middle of downtown right uh, but our training facility was actually we shared with the Steelers right? yeah, yeah so we we shared it with the Steelers it was like ten minutes from campus so we have to take a shuttle over there right yeah which is like not familiar uh, you know not common I guess with mm-hmm. a lot of these other uh, colleges right and then you also share your actual stadium with the Steelers yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, we did share Heinz Field mm-hmm. and it was cool because uh, you know our practices where we we walking into the facility. And we would see, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, right. Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget who, uh, you know, Coach Tomlin, he was there. And right. we would actually, like, we were having training tables. So we were eating after practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Steelers would be in there at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you work different. out with any of them or form any I, relationships? With you any know, them? I never did. Okay. And that is my my biggest regret. Okay. My biggest regret was not taking advantage yeah. of those opportunities to just build relationships. Absolutely. Relationships, getting, uh, getting the knowledge from guys who, you know, was playing a position and my position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, you know, my maturity at the time. Okay. And uh, my business sense was all the way off. I, my focus wasn't there. And I wish, this, yeah. this is my, uh, people say they don't regret things. Yeah. No, I, no, I, I was reg- regret, I'll yeah. regret <laughs> not, uh, you know, talking to some guys, in particular, uh, Michael Vick, when he showed up. Yeah, okay, you yeah. were there then, okay. Yeah, because he uh, ended up uh, getting traded there or whatnot at, at, um, at, for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, shook his hand one day. And when I graduated, all I could think about was, the conversations I didn't have right, with, you yeah. know, a guy I looked up to for years, yes. man. Number seven, Michael Vick. Everybody looked up. Come if on, you're from man. the hood, you looked up to Michael Vick. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah. You know, it's just, it, you know, it, it's just what it was. Like what yeah. he was doing, the football was revolutionary to yeah. us. And, you know, I grew up under Randall Cunningham, who okay. had the same effect, right? Uh-huh. And then, you know, Michael Vick just was on steroids with yeah, him, right? Yeah. You know, what he was doing in Atlanta and then throughout his career. Okay, so let's segue out of your 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 sports. Um, mm-hmm. So you play four years at Pitt. Yep. Okay. All four. And then um, it comes down to where did your football career actually uh, yeah. end? When I, when did I throw my my cleats on the power lines? Yes. Uh, well, it was uh, our last game of the year uh, versus who was the team? Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, Senior year? Uh, in my senior year. Okay. It was a bowl game. Okay. And we were down in Dallas, the closest game uh, that we've, you know, had, that I had close uh, to the Oklahoma, right? hmm Well, this game, I knew something was, uh, it, it felt different because it was so close. I was playing against my uh, my goalkeeper from my soccer. Mm. Uh, from way back in the from day. From way back yeah. when. So okay. he was uh, my goalkeeper for like six, seven years or so. Dylan Seibert. Yeah. Uh, he ended up going to OU but transferred to Houston. Okay. And, you know, it just seemed like it was all coming together. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it was closing out. You know, my friends were finally able to make it to a game. Mm-hmm. My parents, my sisters, you know, got to drive down. I mean, it was crazy. But the the night before... This game, a uh, guy spoke to me, man. It was the weirdest thing ever. He spoke to me a few times in my life, right? Mm. And um, all of them have, you know, been crazy situations. Mm-hmm. But he spoke to me. He told me that uh, I was going to get hurt. Mm. 
I just had a shoulder injury and surgery, um, you know, the previous year. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be my my shoulder. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking to myself, like, wait, I'm going to get hurt? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Right. Like, after, you know, after your last game, it's time to go, uh, time to train for pro day. Right. You're either going to go to Florida, you're going to go to someplace warm. Can't train really in Pittsburgh because right. it's so cold. It's cold. Right. So these are decisions I'm thinking about. I had uh, agencies reaching out to me trying to, uh, you know, help me on this journey. Mm-hmm. and But I'm not really giving anybody the time of day because I want, I'm wanting to focus, right? right? Well, you know, the, the night before the game, you know, God speaks to me. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. So, but I wake up and it's like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Mm. And I'm, I'm playing this game. And that's, to me, it's, it was, I felt so free. Mm. Uh, I, I don't remember the last time I felt free just playing a game. Mm-hmm. I ended up scoring a touchdown and, I'm running down on kickoff because I play kickoff too, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going down on kickoff, right? I remember the first time I ran down there, I'm thinking to myself, man, this is easy. Mm. It's like I, I had it figured out at the time. All I had to do is move a certain way. Like, these guys can't stop me. Mm. So I'll score, and uh, the the next kickoff, right after that, uh, I go down to make a hit because, like I said, it was easy. Right. And, and sure enough, I make a hit and I get hurt. And mm. uh, that's the end of it. So wow. I'm lying on the field, and and all I could do was laugh. Like I'm literally laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is funny, guy. And uh, but that was it. Wow. Was it yeah. And what did you hurt? How, how? So uh, I hurt my my knees, my PCL. Okay. So it wasn't a career ending injury, right? Uh, but it was an injury that put me in uh, some type of slant uh, for a minute. Okay. All right. Yeah, but it was to me it was the the sign that I needed. Yeah, that it's yeah. over. This is yeah. it. Or to make a decision because I could have trained. Okay. You know, I could have trained to get back, but it wasn't on my heart to do so. Okay. And uh, thank God I I didn't because I was you know right after that like a month later, mm-hmm. uh, I discovered my love for education again. Okay. So I had to enroll as a full time student. Mm-hmm. Uh, took a nutrition class. Uh, retook my Bible as literature class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually I almost got my certificate in nonprofit management. Okay. Yeah, and was able to. Take a trip to uh, Vietnam for free. Wow! Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So a lot so, happened after that. So coach told you to take the trip to free from Pittsburgh, and yeah. now you taking trips, all the trips for free. Confirm right? for my yeah. sister because I almost didn't take that trip. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I told her. So you need your sister to push you again. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm like, you know, it was the same sister too. You yeah. Know, I'm talking to her. She's like, man, what you doing, fool? Right. All <laughs> <laughs> trip. I mean, you know, I'm thinking about Vietnam and them not liking black people. Yeah. Like, come on now. Right. So, uh, but it was just the opposite. You know, they love me over there. I love them. Mm-hmm. Great time. And I'm glad I took the trip. How long were you there for? I was there for uh, six weeks. Okay. Yep. Nice. A program called Coach for College. Okay. And that's, it was like formed uh, somewhere, um, formed because of um, a relationship that needed to be rebuilt okay. uh, from the Vietnamese and Americans from uh, post-war. Right. So the athletes across, different athletes from different schools across the, the country. Mm-hmm. Um Raise money and we'd go over there and we'd teach a class mm-hmm. and coach a sport. Nice. Yeah. What and did you coach? I uh, coach soccer. Soccer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So teach a class, coach a sport. And it would, uh, we partnered with uh, some Vietnamese who were uh, at the universities there. Mm-hmm. And so none of the kids spoke English right. at all. So we had yeah, to. The, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know yeah. how it goes. It was yeah. so fun. So yeah. much fun. Teaching life skills at the yeah. same time, right on the board. So learned a lot doing that process. That's wonderful, man. Mm-hmm. So you, you, how was it? Going, did you did you think you were gonna go pro or no? Uh, yes, you did. I knew I was going pro. Okay, was there any uh, letdown when it didn't happen? Uh, no, it wasn't. No, okay. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> it's funny because I I love playing football, right? Mm-hmm. 
but I knew that it wasn't what I was meant to do meant forever. To do. Yeah. I only wanted the check, if yeah. I'm honest. Yep. I wanted to sign on the dotted line for a right. million dollars. That's all I kept thinking. Right. You know, I'm, I'm gonna get the check and that's it. Yeah. You know, just to say I did it. But uh yeah, it, just, it didn't work out that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you come back to Tulsa. Uh-huh. And how did you know what was next? I didn't. Okay. I did, man. And uh, you know, even how I got here, I was working. I graduated and I graduated a semester early, 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pursued the nonprofit management certificate. Uh 2015, that's when my entire class graduated. Okay. And in the summer, I'm um working for a like a, a lawn care company, right? Okay. And another time, God spoke to me. Mm. Like, man, I, I don't know why he likes to have these conversations with me. So, but I'm, I'm working mm-hmm. literally in the, in um, uh, I'm in the driveway, and he says, "Oh, you're going home." Mm. Clear as day, mm. you're going home. And I had zero plans of moving back to Tulsa. Mm. I was looking up apartments in New Jersey. Mm. I was looking up. Uh, I was going to uh, start a career in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I love Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I love up east. Yeah, I had. I didn't, I didn't, why would I come home for right. it? There was nothing for me here except my family. Your family, but, yeah. But other than that, I, you know, it's not like I was, uh, you're just a flight away. Right. Yeah. So, and I was wanting to start a new life, but for whatever reason, you know, he put it on my heart to come home. And, uh, mm-hmm. like the next week, I put my apartment on, on Twitter and my mm-hmm. uh, former teammate, uh, he reached out to me, he took mm-hmm. it over, and mm-hmm. I ended up going to Vietnam like three weeks later. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. Yeah. So, and I came back, when I came back home, um, <laughs> I came back home. Um, I wasn't planning on doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to relax, man. Yeah. I've been working for the last four years. Right. So, you know, I was at, uh, at the house with my, my folks. And my mom, you know, she's asking me, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Like, man, I just want to relax for a little bit. I don't want to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to a revival mm-hmm. service yeah. at uh, Metropolitan. It was having a three-day revival. Okay. Went the first day. And uh, it was like, Packed out, mm-hmm. overflowing, right? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, my former PE teacher, she reaches out to my mom because they share the same birthday and been knowing each other forever. Mm-hmm. She sees me. She's like, I, well, I didn't see her, but she sees me. She tells my mom, hey, uh, is Isaac back home? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, is he looking for a job? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then uh, at the time, a PE teacher had just left. Mm-hmm. So it's just her, right? Okay. I didn't know it. I tell my mom, no, I'm cool. I tell her no. (laughs) I just want to chill. Yeah. Uh, You know, my car wasn't like a mile and a half from my house. I don't have a car or anything. Mm -hmm. My mom tells me, well, you know, just think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, just just think about it. I know what you're saying, but just think. It's Mm -hmm. right there. I think about it, right? It's a three-day revival. Mm -hmm. The second day I teach, uh, I I go, and there is a student across the street who wants to go with me. Mm -hmm. Me and him are at the revival. Mm -hmm. Packed house. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lady says, hey, we got a couple of seats. So they walk us down the aisle, and guess who is by? The PE teacher. <laughs> My PE teacher, yeah. Miss Dyer. So yeah. I look at her, and I laugh, like, okay, this <laughs> Lord, you're funny. Right. And, uh, yeah, from then, I end up going to the interview, like, next couple of days, okay. and the rest was history after that. Wow, yeah. that's wonderful, man. Yeah. Uh, two more questions. I want uh-huh. to, I want to get into uh, Agro Daily. Okay. Uh, and Big Bertha. I want to mm-hmm. tie those two together. All yeah, right? yeah. And so what was the impetus for Agro Daily and the 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 challenge you put to yourself mm-hmm. as well as some other people around um, accomplishing Big Bertha? Okay. Um, so Agro Daily started in 2015. Uh, it was like my a way of me 
closing out my sentences, right? Mm-hmm. Some some eyebrow that I don't even know where it came from. God definitely put it, uh, gave that one to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then, I have you know took it upon myself to uh, encourage others through the same mantra, right? Mm-hmm. Um, every Saturday, I'm at the hill. Yeah, Big Bertha, I named it you know a few years ago, and I guess it just stuck, right? Yeah. I use this place as a platform or basically like a way for me to connect with people and to encourage them to do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone is on their own journey. Mm-hmm. And at the Hill, that's what I encourage people. Because if you've been, then you know that I'm not going to push you mm-hmm. further than where you, you can go. Right. And ultimately, I might even push you at all. I'm just going to encourage you, right, right to grow here mm-hmm. at Big Bertha. Yeah. This is for you. It's not for me. Yeah. I'm going to show up regardless. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. I'm there, rain, sleet, or snow. And I've been there for the last few years. I, I don't miss unless I'm out of town for mm-hmm. an important reason. Mm-hmm. But any type of weather, I'm there as a reminder to people that you can use an excuse, but ultimately you have to get back to what or what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I use Big Birth as a way to encourage people to get active. And really, I want to encourage my community, uh, the black community, to mm-hmm. get active. Uh, but obviously, everyone is welcome. Yeah. But it is a reminder that look, you got to take your health seriously. Yeah, and uh, come grow with me at the hill. Yeah, you know. So for those of you who are listening, uh, you know, Tulsa is relatively flat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and you, you know, you're it's hard pressed to find like real, you know, drastic changes in yeah. topography. And so, you know, Big Bertha is one of the biggest hills, or you know, you know, uh, inclines mm-hmm. here in Tulsa. And Isaac has this group that he's running with every weekend. What yeah. ten a.m. nine thirty to about eleven o'clock. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, they run Big Bertha up and down, kind of like Jerry Rice used to do. Yeah, <laughs> with, with his, his his training. Um, and and so you you have these people who are like believing in it. They're adopting this this mantra of mm-hmm. "I grow daily," yeah. right? How's that feel? Being that you're sparking all these fires with individuals. Um, well, it feels good to you know to see uh, someone be encouraged. Yeah. Um, to encourage themselves, okay. I think, because everybody's you know journey is individual. Like at some point in time, you know, you can hear all the the positive messages, uh, you know, that you can take in, but you have to. Uh, believe it yeah. that you can grow, that you can do whatever it is that you're putting your mind to that God has put on your heart. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's great to see. Hopefully, uh, you know, I'll, I continue to make this impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got one more question. Yeah. I got a call to action. Mm-hmm. Uh, last question is, um, hope. Okay. How do you? Uh, we've talked a lot about sports. We've right. talked a lot about you know your you know pivotal points mm-hmm. in your life. These conversations with you and others. Yeah. These conversations with you and God. Right. Mm-hmm. How do you mm-hmm. hold on to hope, or how have you held on to hope throughout all of these mm-hmm. ups and downs, ebbs and flows? Yeah. Periods of uncertainty and certainty. Yeah. How do you hold on to hope? Well, you know I'm a PK. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think you know my my father inst- instilled in us a uh, prayer mm-hmm. and how important prayer is mm-hmm. you know praying as a family every Sunday before church. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my personal journey, I've realized that if I don't have anything else, mm-hmm. I have this word, mm-hmm. this Bible that I can read each and every day at okay. any you know moment in my life, time of day, um, and it's going to have something in there that. That you need. That I need yeah. that's going to resonate with me, that's true. Mm-hmm. 
And that alone is is enough for me. Mm-hmm. As crazy as it seems, like I I'll, can always go back to that. Like let mm-hmm. me let me start here, and then from there, um, just a reminder. I'll, I'll, I'll you know I, I thank God for these reminders that man it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like I have to have faith if I don't have anything else. Right. Because I mean, if if I don't have anything like like even right now, right, and not knowing exactly what I'm doing next, mm-hmm. uh, but I have faith that you know God has me. Like yeah. I'm gonna be okay because I'm gonna trust Him in this process. I'm gonna keep serving mm-hmm. others. Right. Like even right now, like a lot of training that I do is for free. I don't charge anybody at the hill. Mm-hmm. I haven't for the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, uh, regardless, like I'm gonna be taken care of because I take care of others. That's right. Yeah. Wow, that's wonderful. Call to action. What what do you yeah. how do people reach out to you? Okay. What what you know, what are some last words and how do they follow you on social media and connect with you? Yeah, uh so some of my, my last words, man, keep the faith. All mm-hmm. right. Um believe that whatever it is that that uh, God has on your heart, you can do. Um and you know, if you want to meet me uh in person, uh want to uh, get started on your fitness journey, definitely follow my Instagram, mm-hmm. i underscore grow daily. Uh that's my same Twitter handle as well. And I'm at the hill every Saturday, mm-hmm. 9 30 to about eleven o'clock. At this point in time, even if I'm not there for whatever reason, you will see someone there. Uh but I encourage everyone to uh, uh to make health a priority mm-hmm. um and to to set the boundaries that you need in order to to keep health, uh, keep your health. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. This has been great, man. I yeah. thank you for your time. Um, there's so much more we could have got into yeah. here. We, <laughs> we got we to gotta cut it off. We'll have you back, though, at some point, man. Yeah. I think your story, I'd love to see how it's uh, blossoming and, right. and like unraveling mm-hmm. and uh, or unveiling, I should say. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm really excited to see where you go, man. There's so much, there's so much more. I, I, yeah. I see it and it's going to happen for you appreciate you man um, and just how you've endured uh, all of these other transitional mm. points what's next you're going to be excited about it I'm excited about it yeah right. thank you man absolutely <laughs> man. this has been a wonderful uh, another edition of New Voices thank you all for listening have a wonderful day peace listening to this episode of New Voices. Visit our website at www.newutulsa.com. That is N-E-W-U Tulsa.com. Follow us on social media at New U Tulsa on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And a special thank you to our producer, Jesse Ulrich. If you're looking for self-improvement, join our free cohorts for personal and professional development opportunities. New U is a way for diverse talent to imagine, discover, and actualize a 2.0 version of yourself. Bring your future into focus.